All right, welcome back everyone to the Long Lens Podcast. This is the podcast where I answer questions from my YouTube community and talk about filmmaking and YouTube. And today we got a bonus episode. I put out a poll asking you what you would like to hear my take on. And what got the most votes is our filmmaking YouTube channels dying. So that's what we're going to kind of discuss today. I do want to preface this episode with saying that I am not a YouTube guru. I'm not super versed in all the analytics and stuff like that that you need to know on, you know, whether certain YouTube channels are struggling or not. So it's going to be kind of a take based on my own YouTube experience. I've been on YouTube for 12 years now, or maybe more, I'm not sure. But yeah, so I've been on YouTube for a long time, and these are just going to be speculations. So just, you know, take those with a grain of salt. And in this episode, I actually did some math, and I found some of the biggest YouTube filmmaking channels. And I took the last six of their videos, averaged out the average amount of views that they have, and then put that average amount up against their subscriber count, and then kind of got a percentage that way, just to kind of see, on average, how many of their viewers are actually watching their stuff. So I did it for a few channels, including my own, so stay tuned for that. That'll be at the later part of this episode. But I had a couple of things that I think might be the culprits to a lot of the lower view counts of a lot of filmmaking channels and a lot of the topics of discussion that I've heard on other podcasts, such as Maddie Hapoya or the Almost Professional podcast. Maddie has talked numerous times in his podcast on how he's seen a kind of a downtick in views. Blake Calhoun over on his podcast, you know, he kind of had an entire episode about how filmmaking channels are kind of boring, and a lot of the stuff that he was saying I kind of agreed with. So that's why I made this a topic option that I could talk on, is because there are a lot of YouTube channels that I think are just kind of stagnant, or they're either just not seeing very many views, and I have a couple of things that I think might be contributing to those. And I'll even lump my own channel in there as well, because from like... I would say November up until like a couple months ago, my channel has been on a slow decline when it comes to views. 2020 was one of the best years I ever had for YouTube. I think a lot of people can say the same thing where they got the most views that they've ever had on their channel in 2020. And then I saw kind of a slow decline in 2021 and definitely towards the later half of 2021. But the first thing I wanna talk about is structure. So raise your hand if you've ever seen a YouTube channel with somebody sitting in the middle of the frame and they have either a wood backdrop or a seamless paper backdrop as their talking head, or maybe they have you know a shot of their studio with a bunch of you know RGB lights off in the background, and they have their talking head, and then they have their B-roll. And it's all shot in the same location. You can tell that they probably batch shot a lot of you know different videos, doing reviews on products that they've only used in their studio and not actually out on real locations or real shoots. Like everything, there's obviously exceptions to the rules. Caleb Pike, Gerald Undone, those two guys are doing basically what I said, and they are very successful in it. But I feel like with newer YouTube channels or people who are just starting their filmmaking YouTube channels, those videos are a lot harder to get off the ground because there are people like Caleb Pike and Gerald Undone who are honestly going to probably do a much better job at reviewing a piece of gear than someone who, you know, is just getting in to the industry would. So that's my first point. The, the second point is subject matter. I feel like a lot of filmmaking YouTube channels are basically talking about the same thing and it's very apparent whenever a embargo drops. How many of you just saw like 10 different videos about the new DJI gimbal or about the new Weeble gimbal, right? Like as soon as the embargo drops, you see 
a million different videos by a bunch of different creators who are all talking about the exact same thing. And I feel like that just gets old after a while. And I feel like, you know, viewers, especially if you're anything like me, you're just like, eh, I don't really want to watch it. Even if it's something that I really want to know more about, I'm just going to go to, you know, my favorite YouTuber and watch one video about it. And I don't really care about everyone else who's making a video about it. You know what I mean? That's not to say that I'm never going to review a piece of filmmaking gear again, because again, I still stand on what I said in, you know, a previous podcast where it's like, I can always bring a different perspective to a gear review. But I think that's the key thing there is you need to bring a different perspective to these videos instead of just doing all the same type of videos for the exact same product or for the exact same like idea. My last and final point why I think some filmmaking channels could be struggling a little bit is that there's just some outdated formulas on how people make their videos. I for one have always been really really opposed to watching videos where it's like epic GH6 review or something like that and then it starts out with like this vlog and this person talking to the camera and then 10 minutes in is when the person actually starts talking about the GH6. Like, I'm going to click off and probably never watch one of those videos again. Because, you know, personally, if I clicked on a GH6 review, I don't want to watch a 10-minute vlog just to get to the actual part where the GH6 is. I feel like that is a format that's, you know, that used to be really effective, but I really think and I, at least I hope that those type of videos are going to completely die out. Because... I could be alone in this, but I hate seeing those type of videos where it's like, you know, they'll promise something in the title and in the thumbnail, and then you have to watch like 10 or 15 minutes of them just rambling to the camera, just trying to stretch the video as long as they can before they actually get to what the video is supposed to be about. Those videos just frustrate me so much. If you're a creator and you're doing it that way and it's getting you views, more power to you. But I just wish it wasn't like that. Like, if you're a vlog channel, just be a vlog channel. But if you're going to, like, be reviewing a product or, or be doing a tutorial on something, I think that you just need to actually do it and not waste everybody's time that actually came there for what the title and thumbnail promised. Anyways, those are, like, my initial thoughts on, like, maybe why some YouTube channels might be struggling a little bit. But I actually did a little bit of math. And again, I took some pretty big filmmaking YouTube channels, and I just did some pretty simple math on it. And this was, I did this math on June 21st, 2022, and I rounded up to the nearest percent point just to make it easier to read off. And all these channels have over 100,000 subscribers, except for three bonus ones, which I'll talk about in just a bit. So I took all the views from the last six videos, averaged them out, and then took that average number and put it against their subscriber count, and then I got a percentage. So just so you know how I did it. And the first one was Moment, which they are primarily a filmmaking channel now. At least they're run by two filmmakers, Niles and Caleb. And even though they do phone reviews, which are their most popular videos, a lot of their other videos are about filmmaking. So, And I wanted to start it off with them because even though their channel could be dying, maybe it's not, their YouTube channel isn't really the key to their success. They have an online retail store, which is very successful, and they don't even need AdSense revenue. Like, they were giving it away for a few months last year, I think. Like, ad revenue doesn't really, like, mean much to them. All they really use YouTube for, I think, is kind of like a sales funnel where they promote their products on YouTube, and that's how they get their sales on their website. Just so you know, the average of the last six videos is 27,000 views for them, which is 5.1% of their 524,000 subscribers. So that's the first one that I wanted to mention. Next one was Maddie Hapoya. 
he has an average of 57,000 views over the last six videos, which is 4.8% of his 1.17 million subscribers. So Peter McKinnon, one of the biggest filmmaking slash photographer YouTubers out there, he averaged 273,000 views over the last six videos, which is, again, 4.8% of his 5.74 million subscriber count, which 4.8% might seem low, but I mean... You have to remember that Maddie and Pete both probably have a lot of ghost subscribers who, you know, subscribe but probably never watch their videos. You know, I would kill to have that 4.8% if it was, you know, 273,000 views on average. That would be insane. You know, I know that both of them are still raking in a lot of cash from that, plus all of their other revenue streams. So the next one was Simon Cade over at DSLR Guide. He's one of my favorites. He averaged 22,000 views over the last six videos which is 2.4% of his 919,000 subscribers. So again, that's a little lower. Caleb Pike over at DSLR Video Shooter had an average of 52,000 views over the last six videos, which is 7.9% of his 660,000 subscribers. So again, that's a little bit lower, but that's still a better percentage than the last three that I just read off. Uh, the next one that I want to mention was a pretty newcomer to like the filmmaking YouTube, at least as far as I'm concerned. Again, I've been on YouTube for 12 years now, so I've seen a lot of different YouTube channels come and go. Danny Gewurz, he's one of my favorites. Really fun guy to watch. He has an average of 27,000 views over the last six videos, which is 12.4% of his 218,000 subscribers. So that's pretty good. I've always thought that, like, if on average 10% of my audience watched, then I was, you know, doing relatively okay. So I feel like you know, Danny is, you know, pulling in some pretty good numbers for the size of his channel. So the next one is another one of my favorites, Jesse Driftwood. He averaged about 28,000 views over the last six videos, which is 12.8% of his 218,000 subscribers. So that's pretty good. Uh, him and Danny both have 218,000 subscribers, but Jesse is actually pulling in a little bit more viewership than Danny Gewurz is. And, you know, Jesse's videos are super fun to watch. He's a very creative guy. So the next one is one of the oldest YouTube filmmaking channels out there, which is Filmright. And they averaged 56,000 views over the last six videos, which is 2.9% of their 1.93 million subscribers. So that's pretty low. And I've seen that pretty consistently with Filmright's numbers. Just weren't getting what they used to get. So last one that I have here as far as like the big YouTube channels, Gerald Undone. He averaged 87,000 views over the last six videos, which is 26.3% of his 331,000 subscribers. So that's really good. And that's just a testament to what Gerald is doing is working, at least to a certain extent. And even though, you know, he was one of the types of videos that I was saying, you know, in the beginning, other people are trying to do what he does and probably aren't seeing the same type of viewership. It's probably because Gerald is doing it so well. So I have three bonus channels that have less than 100,000 subscribers that you'll notice are doing a lot better percentage-wise than a lot of these bigger YouTube channels. And the first one that I wanted to bring up was one of my favorites, Spencer Sakurai. He's a commercial and short film cinematographer that makes a lot of really good videos on cinematography and scene recreations and stuff like that. And he averaged 20,000 views over the last six videos, which is 39.8% of his 50.2,000 subscribers. So that's really good. Spencer gets really consistently high views over all his videos. 
And I would suspect that a lot of his views actually come from his subscribers and not necessarily from, you know, suggested. The next one is Patrick Tommaso. And, you know, Patrick is someone who has kind of pivoted his channel to do more video essays and movie reviews. And the last six of his videos I averaged, keep in mind, this is not including his Batman review video, which has almost a million views on it now. Uh, this is the last six, which doesn't include that one. And he averaged 81,000 views which is 93.1% of his 87,000 subscribers. You know, that means on average, he's getting pretty good viewership. I mean, 93.1%, that's really, really good. You know, I think Patrick has, you know, found his voice as far as like being a YouTuber. And I can imagine that he's going to grow really, really quickly and be pretty successful. So yeah, I don't know, Patrick is doing really well. So this last one is another smaller YouTube channel with less than 100,000. And it is Lewis Potts. Again, I've talked about him on this podcast before. He's one of my favorites. He averaged 62,000 views over the last six videos. And that is 94.7% of his 65.5 thousand subscribers. So just a little recap. The lowest we have is Film Riot at 2.9% with 193 million subscribers. And the highest we have is 94.7% from Lewis Potts with 65.5. So as far as my channel goes, my channel over the last six videos had 12,000 views on average, which is 8.7% of my 138,000 subscribers. So yeah, I mean, my viewership is a little bit lower, but I'm still doing not horrible. So again, like these percentages don't, I mean, they're kind of arbitrary. They don't really tell us that much because it doesn't really account for like audience retention and you know view times and stuff like that but these are just my findings doing some really simple math but I think it's you know kind of a good place to aim is to have like 10% or higher so you know I'm almost there if I can get an average of 10% of my audience to watch my videos consistently then that would be sick because as you can see even some of the big channels can't accomplish that at least not in the last six videos that they've done so what's the point of doing all this math? I don't know. I just kind of wanted to do it and just kind of see for myself, like, how other channels are doing. But I definitely think that, like, if you have a filmmaking channel now and you want it to succeed and you're doing the exact same thing that you were doing a year ago, it might be time to try to switch things up. You know, something that I've been doing on my channel is I, unless it's a really cool piece of gear, I don't want to do any actual gear reviews anymore like gear reviews for me are so they're getting so old and unless I can find a very unique way to talk about a piece of gear naturally as opposed to just sounding like a presenter or like some infomercial type person I want to like get better at my cinematography and if a piece of gear is helping me do that then I'll incorporate it in my video but that's one way that I'm trying to like pivot my channel out of just like you know reviewing camera gear like the last two videos that I did on reviewing pieces of camera gear barely got 5,000 views but I decided to do a different video on how to practice cinematography just like some practical tips on how to like learn how to do better framing and composition and it was kind of a video that I don't normally do and I felt kind of weird even uploading it but it has 40,000 views and I uploaded it like you know three or four weeks ago so pivoting and trying to do something different is always a good idea when it comes to YouTube because you know trends come and go and things that used to work last year are not gonna work this year and you have to switch stuff around and you know if you're making the exact same video that you always had been making without any types of tweaks or pivoting or putting a different spin on your content then that I think is a recipe for seeing 
your channel die. It doesn't matter if you're a filmmaking channel or not, just any channel. Anyways, those are my thoughts. Again, I am not a YouTube guru, but this is kind of a conversation topic that has been floating around in the filmmaking YouTube world, so I just kind of wanted to touch on it. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to this podcast, and if you liked it, you can, you know, rate my podcast on whatever podcast platform you're listening to it on, and if you'd like to support this podcast, then you can click the link in the show notes, and that'll bring you to Patreon. But uh, yeah, no pressure either way, and I will catch you all next time. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode. Later. Later.